This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw Audio Experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my latest podcast episode, I'll explain why the Monster and Bang Energy fiasco is far from over yet, but also provide clarity into the turnaround efforts thus far. But before we get started, I would love if you took 55 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Is there still some bang left in Jack Olak's fight for the company he founded? I'll decode that introductory question a bit later in this content, but sticking with the recent theme from previous quarters, the bulk of this content is going to be focused on reconciling what I previously predicted Monster Beverage would do with the Bang Energy asset to the actual turnaround strategy that leadership has been slowly providing details of within the quarterly earnings conference calls. And since Monster did just release its quarterly earnings, I think it would be sensible of me to start this content off by running through some high-level financial data. This will obviously update you on how the existing brands within the Monster Beverage portfolio have been performing recently, but more importantly, we'll give context for my expanded strategic commentary on energy drink market dynamics and trends, plus it will make the bang energy information more relevant and impactful. So starting off with the top line revenue for the entire Monster Beverage Corporation, that reported number was $1.86 billion, which was up 16.1% year-over-year on a constant currency basis. The revenue was about flatter, a little bit up on a quarter-over-quarter sequential basis. In terms of geographic performance, the United States makes up three-fifths of the total sales, yet growth internationally is outperforming at plus 24.9% year-over-year on a constant currency basis. As for segment performance, Monster Beverage Corporation is made up of four total. The largest is what they call Monster Energy Drinks, even though it includes Rain and then also the Bang Energy brand. This segment made up 92% of the total sales this quarter and grew 15.1% year-over-year on a constant currency basis. Obviously, the other three segments are much smaller, but the next largest is known as Strategic Brands, which is a collection of conventional global energy drinks that Monster picked up in a sort of like trade with the Coca-Cola company in June of 2015. These brands include NOS and Full Throttle in the American market, and then names like Burn and Relentless that are used globally. Those brands collectively grew 21.3% year-over-year on a constant currency basis. Now, the other two segments I'll mention just by name, though I'll skip providing deeper information on, at least in this particular video, because 
I want this to be focused on the energy drinks market. These segments are alcohol brands that resulted from the Canarchy Craft Brewery acquisition, and then Monster also owns a flavor company called American Fruits and Flavors. But as you can see from the top line sales growth numbers for the total energy drinks portfolio at Monster Beverage Corporation, things are looking good especially as the overall energy drinks category continues to perform exceptionally strong across all track channels. According to Nielsen's scan data, the last 13 weeks for the period ending October 13th of 2023 showed 9.2% year-over-year retail takeaway growth for the energy drink set. And before I turn my attention fully to what I was mentioning in that introductory statement, I did want to bring forward one last Nielsen data point that will be helpful in understanding why the Bang Energy acquisition is maybe more important than you think to Monster. For those unaware, about two-thirds of the sales activity within the energy drinks market happens at convenience stores. Monster Beverage collectively owns 36.1% of that channel share, which is more than Red Bull at 34.5%. That would make you think all is good, but if you look one layer deeper into the energy plus category that has recently been fragmenting into performance energy and then wellness energy, in these energy drink subcategories, Monster Beverage is not the leader as Rain's channel share is less than half of Celsius, slightly lower than C4 energy and just slightly higher than Ghost energy. But if you throw in Bang Energy's pre-bankruptcy but still struggling post-PepsiCo distribution disaster channel share from like July of 2022, Monster Beverage would still be within striking distance of Celsius within the convenience channel. That's why getting Bang Energy back to even its like mid-2022 level is important for Monster. So what do we know after this earnings call and how does it differ from what I predicted previously? Let's start at maybe the most important commercially, which is the distribution strategy. As predicted, Monster decided to go the safer route of distributing Bang Energy through the Coca-Cola system that officially started on September 1st. Though leadership noted some bottlers started earlier, but most rolled out later in the month of September. While retailers will see temporary disruption of the Bang Energy product supply, this decision will undoubtedly yield great results, and Monster will deal with potential long-term risk from Coca-Cola relationship if or when that ever happens. With the combined power of Monster and Coke, as previously predicted, it's no surprise that we're already seeing a relatively quick rebound in total distribution points for Bang Energy. Something I didn't note though in any of my earlier content, but is an important detail to consider, was that the sales teams were instructed not to compromise any of the company's existing shelf space to get the Bang brand up and going faster. As Monster Leadership stated on the call, Bang has emerged as kind of this lifestyle brand and belief is that it should be positioned hopefully in a separate cooler away from the traditional energy beverages, that includes the wellness and performance energy beverages. That's the mission that they are focusing on with their sales teams. So while that will slow things up a bit, it should also mean the Bang Energy rebuild is more kind of foundationally strong long-term, and it doesn't create resistance to its core business. Additionally, it's important to note that these TDPs or SKUs per store 
will be nowhere near the levels seen at the height of the bang effect for two reasons. This is a very different energy plus competitive landscape now, and Monster has drastically rationalized a great deal of the bang energy flavors. On the call, I think they stated a current uh, bang energy flavor portfolio was cut to 12 single SKUs, and then they also have two multi-packs. Next, I want to talk about how the bang energy acquisition impacts Monster's operations and margins. As I've noted in the past, part of the mergers and acquisitions attractiveness centered around the state-of-the-art Bang Energy production facility just outside of Phoenix. This facility should help Monster supply a larger portion of its West Coast production needs or about 15% of its total U.S. volumes. While the acquisition did do some minor damage to Monster's margins this quarter, I'm not concerned about Bang being a drag on the margins for long especially as the new production facility is fully optimized to Monster's needs. Moreover, the core Bang Energy product has about the same margin profile as Monster Ultra and its Rain brand, which will help further improve margins overall. For those unaware, Monster Beverage is already a highly disciplined financial company, and that will not change anytime soon. But let's finally get back to what I was referring to in the introduction. We can't talk about Monster and Bang without some legal chatter, right? We already know that on July 31st of 2023, Monster Beverage Corporation completed its acquisition of Bang Energy. As you can imagine, that deal clears up a lot in the legal dispute area, but not everything. In October, a US district judge awarded Monster Energy about $21 million in attorney fees and another $22 million in additional damages in a dispute with its now bankrupt former rival, Bang Energy, over Bang's alleged false advertising of its energy drinks. This decision will affect how much Monster is entitled to claim from Bang's liquidation, as the bankrupt Bang entity has around $10 million left in cash to distribute to creditors. Why did the U.S. district judge justify this decision? In part because Jack Goak had litigated in an unreasonable manner by repeatedly trying to reference documents the court had excluded, refusing to answer straightforward questions during cross-examination, berating Monster's counsel, and contradicting his prior sworn testimony numerous times. And this seems to be what Jack Goak was referring to in some comments left on one of my recent LinkedIn posts. So if you thought Jack was done fighting, you likely don't know him very well. Speaking of that LinkedIn post, it was in reference to another very interesting pending matter about the Bang Energy bankruptcy transaction, income taxes, that resulted from capital gains or maybe capital losses from the basis in the S-Corp business structure. And while my undergraduate degree is in accounting and I have enough postgraduate accounting hours to sit for the CPA exam, I'm not going to get into the weeds on this matter because it's really dense actually. So instead, I'm going to leave the link in this content description for the Forbes article that recently explored this possible taxation question. But I just wanna end with some quick final thoughts. While Monster Beverage leadership hasn't like fully laid out the entire strategic game plan for Bang Energy yet, we got confirmation on many of the most important elements. Only time will tell if the expected turnaround opportunities become reality, but it's important to note again that this wasn't a fair quarter to judge the Monster and Coke impact because it was only really about a month of actual activity. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, 
open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly.